Hey, I'm Melies, the Story Collector, and this is The Courage 1000 Project, the show where we share personal stories of inner courage from all around the world to inspire you to find your own. In today's episode, we're talking with the gorgeous Samantha Jansen, and she's going to share a very personal story of courage with us about saying no more to living in an unhappy and unfulfilled relationship. And in doing so, she hopes to inspire you to find your truth and stand up for your own self-worth. Now, Sam is an author, publishing expert, and marketing strategist, and is the woman behind Samantha Jansen Publishing. She runs Platform for Success, a successful marketing and coaching consultancy for startups and small businesses, and is a sought-after speaker on marketing strategy. She hosts various workshops within Australia and the US on how to build an influential brand through social media and fast-track your business success. Now, before we get into it, we'd just like to say thank you to Sam for sponsoring this episode um, and to let you know that she publishes books for individuals wanting to write an autobiography, small business owners writing a book to leverage and monetize their profile and much, much more. So if you would like some more information on how to get in contact with Sam, please go to samanthajansenpublishing.com. And now on with the interview. Why do you want to share this particular story with everyone? I wanted to share this particular story was mainly to inspire more women and motivate them to go. You don't have to be stuck in a situation and don't let society tell you otherwise. So this particular story that I'm going to share is more, I guess, designed to kind of give women that little bit of hope, a little bit of inspiration, because I think we live right here, right now where society is influencing us a lot and we feel like we need to take that a little bit on board. Whereas I'm about, no, I'm going to listen to that, but I'm not really going to take it on board. I'm just going to let it pass kind of thing. So, yeah. Awesome. So where does your story start then? I'm keen to get into this one. <laughs> okay. So um, it is a very, very long story, but I'm going to give you a really short um, edited version, I suppose. So um, I had probably nine years in corporate job in Australia, very happy, very well paid. And then um, met my partner at the time, had one child, and then we were pregnant with the second child. And he left. Um, four months into the pregnancy, I found out that he had been seeing um, someone and that girl was somebody that was known to us, like back in the day, we used to all party together kind of thing. And um, yeah, he packed his bag one night after having dinner with myself and my three-year-old and just left. And then a week later, he started living with her. Um, so my son was born, I raised him all by myself. And I went through a very, probably challenging 12 months where I was really angry, um, questioned everything about who I was, my identity, what I stood for. I felt like Samantha Jansen was just lost. Um, and I kind of, I was just, as I would say, I was just mum to Sierra and that's all I kind of focused on. And it was just really, really hard. And then obviously with the newborn, that challenged me. But over time, I stepped into personal development, which I had never known existed. <laughs> and I kind of went, wow, this is a whole new platform. This is amazing. And then three and a half years later, he actually um, ended that relationship with this girl. And he came back and he said, look, I'm really sorry. I stuffed up. I want another chance. And because of all the personal development work I had done and my Christian faith that kind of went, you know, you have to forgive, um, you know, you have to move on. Some people change, all these things. 
I went, you know what, um, I come from a family where my parents are separated, uh, you know, 20 odd years ago, this happened to me. Maybe, just maybe things would be different this time around. And I decided, okay, you know, I'm going to give it a red hot go. Like I'm going to try to, you know, forget everything that happened, kind of not suppress the emotions, but more go, more sort of sit in a headspace around this happened. I've forgiven him. He says he has changed. It's going to be okay. Um, you know, my children are really going to thrive because at the core of it, a big part of me was like, I never had a dad growing up and there was a little bit of guilt at the back of my mind that was niggling always. And I went, okay, you know, my daughter's, you know, six and a half. My son's really little. He has never had dad around. He's only grown up in, in a female dominated house with a sister and a mum that are very, you know, um, on the move and energetic and all these things. And I thought, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll take him back. And I did. Um, the first three months was interesting because we were trying to navigate how do you move forward in a relationship uh, from, you know, from an intimate place, but also as a family, like trying to, I was really trying hard. Is that would have been really challenging. It was, it was, um, there were these moments where I went, it was like I had flashes of things that kept coming up for me. And I was like, okay, Samantha, that's just your own shit. Because honestly, that was just going on in my head. So if I'm truly forgiven him and I'm trying to make it work, I need to find a way to move forward. And that was what I was trying. And then probably about six months into it, I felt like he was questioning everything I had built up to this stage because when he left, I actually started a business. And by this stage, the business had started making really good revenue. I was in a different place. I was in a different headspace. But suddenly I started to feel like, okay, family life is picking along. But the identity of who Samantha is was starting to be questioned. And yes, I had changed. I will absolutely admit that. I was not the girl he met all those years ago. I was not the woman he left because I had evolved. I had grown. And I was probably a lot stronger. Now, was I courageous? At this point, I probably wasn't just quite yet. So I was kind of strengthening that muscle little by little. But I wouldn't say I was courageous then. And it sort of progressed into probably 12 months down the track where I was feeling really um, tired and frustrated, more not physically, but mentally, emotionally. And I'm starting to become really snappy and agitated. So like little things where I'd say to the kids, oh, make sure you know, you know, you do this in the house or can you help me with this? And they were not doing, I was, I was starting to snap like all the time. I was snapping with him and I was like, this is not my personality. Like I'm not a snappy person. I'm not this control freak that seems to be running around. And then I started to ask myself, like, why are you really unhappy, Samantha? Like you've got him at home. Um, he's, 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 he's really supportive around the children, but he's questioning everything that you stand for in terms of what you're doing with the business and your personal life. Okay. So that's an equally feeling too. That attraction of, I guess, falling in love with someone back in the day I knew I knew that feeling but I wasn't feeling it so I was like what do I do maybe I just need to have more quality time with him maybe I need to get away with him but you know there was no big oh I'm gonna do this like we should go on a holiday like I never prompted any of those and I never wanted to do any of those and then I guess that's where the whole courage part came in where I went you know what all those years of personal development all those years of going honoring yourself, putting yourself first, 
filling your cup up first. Samantha, you've just let that all slide because you have gone, I want to give my children what I never had. I have forgiven him, so I need to make this work rather than going, what do you really want, Samantha? Do you really want this picture that you've got right now? Or do you want to have, you know, that bouncy self that you are without feeling tired mentally and emotionally? And that was where I guess courage kicked in. The muscle had gotten stronger and I had to sit him down one night. It was probably the most uncomfortable thing I had to do in a very long time. And I kind of felt really sick and nauseous, but I just had to say, say to him, you know, look, I love you for the person you are, but I'm not in love with you. And I don't think this relationship is going to go anywhere. Um, and yeah, I kind of want out of it. I want to just live my life with my two children. And I do want to sell this family house that we're living in because you and I both own it and I'll figure the rest out. And yeah, that was essentially my courageous moment. And obviously what happened after that, it was a bit of a roller coaster, but not as bad as obviously when somebody leaves you for somebody else, because he knew that I was coming from a place of, I'm really tired of playing happy family. It's, I don't feel fulfilled. I'm not really content. I'm just happy with the pretty picture that it looks like, but beyond the pretty picture of what it looks like, I'm not happy. I'm actually miserable. And um, yeah, that was my courageous um moment and yeah we ended up six or seven months later the you know prepped everything and the house went on the market we sold that and we both went our separate ways and yeah that's essentially and that takes such courage to be able to sit somebody down and have that conversation with strength and honoring yourself while still honoring them as well that would not have been easy no it was i think i probably try to have that conversation probably three, four times. I'm trying to recall it probably might've been three, four times in a space of maybe three or four weeks that I went, okay, tonight's the night. Like I'm going to say, and I'm going to sit him down and I'm going to come from a place of love and I'm not going to go into attack mode. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to um, say the words gently and all of that. And then I would chicken out. And then probably the next week, I'm like, okay, no, 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 you've got this, Samantha. Like in my head, I'm having all these little conversations while I'm loading the dishes in the dishwasher or something like that. And then finally, I went, Samantha, like it's been three weeks or two weeks or whatever it was. I was like, you've got to do it because you're being a chicken right now. Like seriously, own your stuff. <laughs> and, and I just said to him, I remember saying to him, look, I just want to have a chat with you. And this conversation is out of love. I am not trying to attack you in what I'm about to say. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. So it, his guard wasn't up. It was more down and it was an honest conversation. And I, look, I cried probably most of the conversation because I kept saying to him, I do love you, but I'm not in love with you. And I know what it was like to be in love with you. And I've tried for a whole year and I'm not getting there. And I think, you know, you and I both deserve one day somewhere in the future to find that feeling again, but it's obviously not here. Just too much has happened. So yeah. Wow. So our journey. What do you define courage as then? I would define courage as building a muscle. That's something that I would say um, when I think of courage. It is not something that you can just hear somebody share and say, oh, you can be bold, you can be courageous, you know, you can do this. People said that to me all the time. It didn't work straight up. It was more me feeding myself little bits and pieces of um you know, positive affirmations, um, a new mindset, 
opening to being uncomfortable. And I would say courage is 100% a muscle. Um, it is something that you have to build up little by little. It's not something that I, I am yet to meet someone that says I woke up and I was courageous the next day. I've not met anybody like that. Um, but it is very much, as I said, strengthen a muscle, feed yourself what you need. Um, and that would just build up and make you a little bit stronger every single day until you're ready to do that, whatever it is that you have to do. And what's since then, since that conversation and you going off on your own, what's your life been like since then? Um, it's been really, really good. I am forever grateful that I did have that conversation. It was hard. Um, he and I have a good co-parenting relationship, just like with, I think, with most people would agree, you know, when you are co-parenting, there are moments where you disagree and things are <laughs> not quite aligned, but overall, I see my children thriving because they see dad twice a week, which is, which is really, really good. Um, he and I have a good co-parenting relationship. We can, can sit at a restaurant across from each other for kids' birthdays, family functions, um, and laugh at each other and, you know, say silly things and call each other doofuses and it kind of works. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't met anyone, so I don't know whether down the track something might change, you know, in this co-parenting relationship where we get along as friends. But Overall, I'm I'm really happy at where things have been. You know, nearly this conversation happened probably coming up to two years now. Yeah, because my son's nearly seven. So yeah, it's about two years since this conversation happened. And it, it's the best thing I did for myself. If I was to say, was it ideal for my children? Probably the answer would be no. But I, I like to choose to do what's right for me here and now, because if my cup is full, then I can pour out. To my children and they see a mum who's thriving who's happy and content and I have always had that conversation with them whenever they've asked me things about daddy I'll say you know um daddy and I love each other but you know it's a different kind of love and it's good that daddy lives in his house and we live here because everybody's happy and nobody's a bit sad and grumpy on the inside so that's the kind of way I explain it to a six-year-old but my daughter she's a, she's a little bit older so she probably gets the dynamics a little bit more because she's nearly 10 um but for a six-year-old, that's plenty for him to comprehend at this stage. So, yeah. And I think that's a beautiful way to explain it to him as well. Yeah. I mean, it works and he doesn't seem to question it further. So, I'm like, okay, I'm sure as he gets older, he might have more questions. <laughs> Do you feel you are destined to make an impact in this world but are struggling to find the courage to share your story? Jump over to mellies.com.au for free training, presentations and videos or simply stay tuned for the next episode of the Courage 1000 Project.